Welcome to IT for Whiskey, a podcast for new or existing managed service providers and your occasional whiskey connoisseur. My name is Myron Herrera. My company is Cinetech Solutions. We are a MSP based out of Dallas. I'm also the CEO of GreenLink Networks, which is a voice over IP channel only. Business started in 2004. Combined, we're about 30 employees. You know, the reason I wanted to do this podcast was because I wanted to take that pain away from some of the new guys. I realized that a lot of the MSPs that were starting up were struggling with some of the same things that I struggled when we started our business. Meeting Craig and Joe, we shared the same passion and a lot of the same issues. My name is Craig Hickman. I'm with ProBlue in Bloomington, Indiana. ProBlue is a managed service provider. We started in 2005. I started with three employees and now we've grown to 11. We're a small shop servicing a little over 200 customers. This is a great opportunity for me to talk to other peers and learn what they have done and what they have not done well and avoid all those caveats. This is a learning experience for us and also hopefully helping others along the way. My name is Joe Ucia. I'm the CEO for Infinite IT. We're located out of Toronto, Canada. We're an MSP. We're currently about a dozen employees. We were originally founded in 1999. I believe in this podcast because I wish somebody was there to help and teach me a lot of the mistakes that they made and share their mind share on how to overcome issues. I was lucky enough to meet Craig and Myron a few years ago. I hope that you got a lot out of this podcast. Now here's your hosts, Myron, Joe, and Craig. Hello and welcome to the next episode of IT for Whiskey. I'm with my best buddies, Myron Herrera and Joe Usia. How's it going, boys? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Got a great topic for y'all today, Craigie. You want to tell us what it's about? What you guys would like to do is just outsource me, but we're talking about outsourcing, <laughs> outsourcing services for our company, our companies. <laughs> Absolutely. Outside. Hey, Myron, that's a good idea. Maybe we should outsource Craig's role. Kevin, can you come replace him, please? <laughs> Alrighty. So outsourcing from an MSP perspective. So think about it this way. What is an MSP? An MSP is a managed service provider that provides outsourced services. So this is what we do for a living, right? No different than even a traditional VAR where you get outsourced to break fix because they can't do it in-house on their own. What about us? Some of our biggest MSP customers, they are outsourced departments of companies themselves in the model works. I think when it when it comes to outsourcing parts of your business, I think you have to decide of what it is that you should be outsourcing and what should you keep in house based on if it makes sense for your company at, at that point in time. Because sometimes in the beginning, maybe it's not good to outsource. But then later, as you grow, it makes more sense. I would say it's the opposite. I would say that at the beginning, you outsource everything. And as you grow, you create a niche in a specific area or you, you create a skill set in a specific area. You bring it in house. I like outsourcing everything. That's my preference. <laughs> and you know, that's a great model because think of it this way. We outsource our HR a while back. The cost for me to outsource HR to a specialist that that's all this person does day in, day out is outsource HR. The person knows the laws. They understand what needs to be said and how to say it. And when I got to let somebody go, the person comes in, we pay them a flat monthly fee and call it a day. And now I have an HR department that has all the certifications behind them. I couldn't afford that otherwise. And I don't have enough work for the person to justify the cost either. That was the same for us. When we were smaller, we outsourced the HR. Now we have somebody internally that can deal with it. 
But there's a piece of HR that we still outsource and I probably will outsource forever. And it's probably taken for granted, which is the recruiting process. Typically, we try to take on recruiting ourselves. We're not recruiters. We don't know how to deal with that stuff. Trying to find the right person with the right skill set that fits the right core values and whatnot. That's not our thing. Let recruiters do that. We use a recruiting firm. We're really happy with them nationwide. It makes sense for us. It makes total sense. The other thing that Craig and I both were discussing earlier is... We outsource our finance. So we just recently went from an in-house team that was costing me a lot of money to an outsourced model. And it's night and day. So much better. They're certified bookkeepers. They're part of all the associations. They're on the up and up on the laws. And they're QuickBooks certified professionals. And they're ConnectWise certified professionals. They know the MSP business. So it's a really niche player that plays in our market. And it's 30 cents on the dollar of my department. We outsource accounting. I keep going back and forth on the bookkeeping piece. But I'll be honest with you, I've been burnt with the wrong bookkeeper at the end of the year because they charted things in the wrong place, we get hit with a massive tax hit. Whereas if somebody that actually knew what they were doing, they might have charted things correctly and our accountant would have been able to lower the tax burden. Everybody's got to pay their taxes. And I think that's an area that if you go too cheap or you go too inexpensive, it could cost you in the back end. I love paying taxes. It's my favorite. You're probably the only person I know alive that does. At least in the United States, Joe, we get to blow stuff up when we pay taxes. Wait, what? What? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> What are you talking about, boy? Speaking of blowing things up, Joe, what are you drinking? Well, yeah, let's let's shock everybody's minds here. I've got myself a wonderful bottle of Balvenie Doublewood 12 sitting on my desk right here. Kevin, Kevin. Is it chilled? It is fantastic. Please bleep this. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can see it in the video. It's right here in front of you. Uh, kind of. It's kind of blurry. Yeah, blurry. As you know. Alvinny is one of my favorite distilleries, so I'm biased towards them. Yeah, but you're not drinking it. Stop it. Do it, Joe. Tell the truth. Hold on. Hold on. So the truth is this. You asked me, what am I drinking? I never said I was drinking it. I said I have it here on my desk. Typical Canadian, let me tell you. Whoa, 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 whoa. Take out easy, eh? Hey, oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, oh, oh, wait. <laughs> Craig, Craig, what are you drinking? Well, I'm going to shock you guys. I'm actually drinking a rye today. I am drinking the Basil Hayden 2x2 two two rye. It is a 80 proof. Kentucky straight rye whiskey blended. It's 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 smooth. It's actually pretty smooth. It doesn't have a lot of bite to it. It's not too sweet. I think it's better than the Caribbean Reserve Basil Hayden that I gave to Joe. When you were in Toronto? That's right. When I came up and visited and hung out with Joe for a few days. By the way, Joe's Tesla drives really well. Here's the thing that cracks me up. I got to drive it one time. <laughs> for the record, I did offer a few times and you're like, nah. It's okay. You can drive. But I did get you a Model 3 to drive as well, did I not? I showed up for a day and I only got to sit in the front seat. You sat in the back as well. You call it what it is. Yeah, but I didn't get to drive. Myron kicked me out of my front seat. <laughs> <laughs> call shotgun. You know, that's true. I hadn't thought of it. You should have mentioned it at the time and I would have let you drive. It was too fast. I was only there for a day. And, wait, oh, I thought you meant the car was too fast. Nah. <laughs> All I remember of the visit is that we went to Tim Hortons at least 10 times. <laughs> a day. <laughs> so every moment we're like, oh, time to go back to Timmy's. I, I will admit, I, uh, I don't, I'm not addicted to many things in life, but that I, I love their coffee personally. Not everybody does, and that's fine. For the end of the year, the last time we were going to hang out this year, I thought it was pretty cool that we got together in Toronto and we made it happen. 
Right. And, and, and let's, let's also mention the fact that we took a little road trip down to Niagara Falls and we spent the evening in Niagara Falls and we had, what did we have there, uh, Craig? Uh, we had a lot of meat. Timmy's. We had a lot of Timmy's too. Timmy's means Tim Hortons coffee. So it's just everybody's understanding. We did, we did have a lot of meat and we went down to the Copacabana and had some great meat. Copacabana is a Brazilian steakhouse. Yes. And it was great. But what was interesting was the fact that we pretty much got no attention until we started buying bottles of wine. That's right. <laughs> we we were just not special. We also had some great drinks while we were there. It was my partner Chris joined us and the four of us had a had a pretty good chill evening and very relaxing. It was a nice relaxing night. It was good. To, I mean, you know what? I gotta say I really appreciate you guys making the trek up to Toronto to hang out. That was pretty cool. In the words of the wise Myron, they've totally brought our friendship to a new level. Did I say that? Wow. You did. I must have been sober or drunk. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the two. One of the two. <laughs> I will say my favorite whiskey we had together was the Deanston 18 year. I was about to say, so the one thing that Craig and I did partake in a lot of, the couple of nights before you got there, Myron, uh, we had quite the bottle opening ceremony. I, I don't know how many we we tried and, and they were all, I wouldn't say all, but majority of them were new to me. Quite a few were new to you as well. Yeah, I think they were new to me. What do you say, Craig? We cracked what, 12 different bottles open? I think I opened all of them except for the one that I turns out later that you didn't like. Correct. So that was a wise decision. Yeah, we opened quite a few of them. The one that was very interesting was the one that was in the very ornate, unique case. It looked good. It smelled horrible, but it tasted decent. That was the most interesting one out of the bunch. I don't remember what that one was called. I'll look it up right now. I'll just look at my order history. It was it was definitely a, a great time. And the one thing that enjoyed the most is just hanging out more than anything else. Just hanging out. It was great. Thank you for that, guys. So, boys and ladies, for those listeners, I'm changing things up. I'm actually drinking tequila today. You can get away with it. I'm drinking Don Julio 70. This thing is smooth. There's no burn and you can drink it on the rocks. I'll tell you, you drink this, you'll remember me. This is great. The whiskey that Craig was talking about that was good on the way down, but not smelling was the Bal Blair 2005 Highland Single Malt. It was actually one of the more expensive bottles too. Do you know that tequila is only distilled and aged for like a year or six months or whatever it is? Yeah. Yep. Tastes like it. <laughs> so, you know, when they say Anejo, which means old, it's only two years or three years old, right? So this one is 18 months and it's a white oak in a white oak American barrel. And it, it really goes down really, really smooth. I would say just give it a try. Trust me on it. Give it a try. Give it a try. It's pretty crazy. Talking about outsourcing, you know, one other thing that we actually outsourced two or three years ago has been a great success for us, our help desk. We outsource to a third party. They work out of our ConnectWise. They're inland. They're not offshore, which was a very important variable for us. Great company. I'd say our, our CSAT scores have actually gone up since we did this. And for those that don't know, what is CSAT? Customer satisfaction. Just making sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So our, our customer satisfaction, because we do surveys. And the cool thing about ConnectWise is you can do a survey at the end of every ticket as it gets closed. And we incent our customers by saying, hey, here's a $5 gift card if you fill it out kind of thing. About 10, 15% of our customers fill them out and they get their, their gift certificates. So it's a good sampling of the market. And 
a lot of them are help desk oriented. And guess what? The beauty on it is we know we sit at over a 98% customer satisfaction score on a bad month. That to me tells me we're doing something right. As opposed to me hiring 15, 20 individuals to be there around the clock on a 24-7 help desk, I outsourced it, 50 cents on the dollar, and I can now scale to any size customer. We can take on customers 500 seats, 1,000 seats, 2,000 seats. It doesn't matter how big they are. Our outsourced partner, who, by the way, answers the phone and communicates as Infinite IT, so it's a pure white label play because they communicate through ConnectWise, all the emails come from us as well. They do a great job and every call is recorded. So if there's ever a customer complaint, because occasionally you get complaints about something, we go back and listen to the recordings. One of the better partnerships I think we've signed up from an outsource perspective in a long time. Craig, who do you outsource? Well, I can't talk about it. Secret, but I'll tell you anyway. Wait a minute. We're amongst friends here. When things changed in the in the whole medical industry here, we signed up for this thing called Healthiest You, and it gives our employees a access to a doctor 24-7, and they can use an app on their phone, and they can actually talk to a doctor, diagnose problems, and uh, prescribe medication. It's free to our employees. So that way, if they can't make an appointment... They can just get the app out and then talk to a doctor any point in time. And they can use it with their family too, extended family. So for instance, if they have a child that's sick and they need to have someone look at them remotely, kind of like FaceTime through the app on their phone. So that's more of a benefit, I think, than outsourcing. So that probably doesn't really mix into this conversation, but I thought that was... Yeah, we use we use a company called Upwork. Have you ever heard of Upwork? Yeah, we, I think we talked about that at one point. And we use them for um, some content writing. If there's something specific for a project that we need, we, we go to them and we use them. And it's been great. We have found some great people that we've used for a project or consistently for a long period of time. And that goes for anything. You can need a technical person. You can need a marketing person, somebody to do outbound sale calls or, or all those things. You kind of interview the people yourselves and work out the price for they're going to call. That's worked out good. You're, you're outsourcing to a lot of your vendors. So whether it's your backup provider, your cybersecurity or knock, yeah, all, all those pieces, you want to leverage those people that have the expertise in house. You may have a good understanding of, a, of IT in general or some areas of an MSP, but you can't have the depth that somebody in cybersecurity has or uh, as a help desk and be able to provide that SLA and those those response times that maybe as a small shop, you, you just can't do. It. So if you leverage those partnerships with with these these outsourced companies, you really can get some some bang for your buck. The big thing is as well as watching out for poor performers. Though we've tried outsourcing our telemarketing, for example, uh, over the years, and quite honestly, we haven't had good success at that. Now maybe it's because we didn't define the scope properly. Maybe who knows what the reason is. I still can't put a finger on it, but we've never had an over the moon exciting experience with outsourcing lead generation and telemarketing. We had on the MSP side for Cinetech, we used a appointment setter. We used them for about a year. Why is she using them still if they're so good? Because we were dumb and we didn't realize how good they were when we stopped using them and we just didn't give them enough time. So that's, I think, what I'm going to just 
tell everybody is that just give them the time to prove it out. In our case, we wanted to see better results immediately. And the reality is that it took a little longer. And after we terminated the contract, that's when those accounts started to close because our sales cycle is just longer than what we expected. That wasn't a, a an appointment setting problem. It was a understanding what your sales cycle was. In in our case, it, at that time, this was, I don't know, like eight, eight years ago, you know, we had, we had a, just a specific amount of time that we can run with it. And we did, and it worked out better than we expected. We got our ROI. Oh, wow. Give them the time. They, uh, if they're doing what they're supposed to be doing now, if they're giving you garbage leads, then that's a different story, you know, but realize that those leads take some time to close. It's not a overnight success. Hmm. Interesting. I guess we may have made mistakes with that as well. And, you know, if there's anyone out there listening to this that has a lead gen company, similar to what you're saying, Myron, that knows what they're doing and can actually explain the process properly, let me know. I'd, I'd love to entertain that again, for sure. And if it's a good one, I'll send you a t-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think there's a big gap in the market right now. You know, there is a lot of opportunity, but I, I'd be willing to pay a lot of money if the leads are super qualified and I'm going into a very warm opportunity that I just have to justify why I exist and who we are from a trust perspective and match their budget and we can close it. That's worth gold. But there there isn't anyone that's really doing that today. And I think it's part and parcel of the fact that A, MSPs have always been burnt by this market, so they've never really invested in it. But more importantly, I think it's B, we can't understand the true cost of what it takes to, to get that opportunity. So if someone came to me and said, well, I'll get you a guaranteed lead, but it's a thousand bucks a lead, I'd be like, holy crap, a thousand dollars a lead. But in the reality is, is looking at it from a sales person's perspective, a thousand bucks is worth gold. Give me 10 a month. You just got to have the right budget and the right amount of time in place, because even at a thousand dollars a lead, you're you're saying, man, that's a lot of money. But if every 10 leads, you get one that you close and that lead produces, you know, 40, 50, $60,000 a year in reoccurring revenue, then it was worth it. If you're a good MSP, your customer is going to last five years. That's the kind of like the industry average. The, the cost is nothing. And then you you get a good hot streak and you're, you're now closing two out of 10 or three out of 10. And now it's golden. It's a numbers game. You got to play the number, but you have to be able to resist temptation, I guess, is the question. <laughs> Craig, you're pretty quiet. What's going on? So I just got a message from my mom. Oh, no. Everything's good. Okay. So, um... <clears throat> Oh, guys, you know, so outsourcing is a, uh, you know, the, the, the thing is sometimes you don't know when and what to outsource. And uh, that's where uh, having a group like this to get together and we talk, because uh, if I recall, uh, we might have influenced Joe a little bit on one of his decisions that we won't bring up. It really helps if you get out of your box and talk to your peers and discuss people that you trust with about how things are going to help maybe make that decision on either you need to bring Bring it in house, or you need to send it out. This group here is what helps with a lot of our a lot of our interactions in our decision making process. We just missed the next gen event because we were all in Toronto, right? But those events and you know meeting up and listening to what everybody I mean we've said this before, listening to what everybody else is doing and having a core group of people that you can trust that you can talk about your business issues and, and struggles is just key. You know who else people need to partner with? They need to outsource stuff to like Greenlink for voice. <laughs> <laughs> You're laughing, but it's true. And you bring up a good point. You won't go build your own cell phone network because it doesn't make sense. 
you'll go to whoever, AT&T, Rogers, Verizon, whoever you're dealing with, and you're going to subscribe to a service from them. Let them deal with it. Same goes true for host for the type of services that Greenlink does, the hosted voice. And, and I was going to something out of the bag that I shouldn't have. And I stopped myself. But you know, the cool and exciting things that Greenlink is bringing to market that I'm kind of excited for you guys on. That's the only thing that makes sense to me. Like, I, I don't know anyone that would want to build it themselves these days. It doesn't make any sense. When you're a smaller MSP and you're starting and you can't do it all, you want to be able to outsource certain pieces of the business that makes your life easier and allows you to close more business. That's just the way to go, regardless of whether it's Greenlink or not. There's other VoIP vendors out there that are channel only that makes sense to also partner with. Nah, Greenlink's the only one. See, you can't say that, but I can. <laughs> no comment here. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, Tracy says hello. Tracy. Tracy. <laughs> Fear the bear. It's Fear real. Fear the bear. <laughs> Where are you supposed to be? Oh, uh, don't worry. I'm on my way. <laughs> <laughs> so those that don't know who Tracy is, Tracy runs the channel company events, and she's a very sweet person, loves to hang with us. But at the same time, she can be a bear. She wants to make sure that you are going to all the sessions, that you're not missing anything, and you don't want to be on her bad side. She can be your best friend or your worst enemy. I love you, Tracy. Oh, uh, and, and you know what? She's she's my best bud, and she knows that. We get along great. All, all of us do. We get, we get along great with her. I did tell her that in the last boardroom I moderated, I had a slide that said, Fear the Bear, and I had a picture beside her saying... <laughs> I did. I did. I had a picture of her saying, fear the bear, the fear is real. And I sent it to her and I said, can I use this? And I put the context behind it saying, don't skip a session, this and the other, because she can be a total sweetheart or the opposite. And it's your choice on which Tracy you get. And she laughed. She sent it around apparently inside of Channel Co. And she's like, yeah, absolutely. Go for it because it's true. <laughs> so Tracy, love you. Yeah. Just to point out, Tracy got a t-shirt before Joe. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> An IT for whiskey t-shirt, just to be clear. I'll remember that. Nobody else got the IT for whiskey glasses before you guys, but that's okay. I'll remember that. Yeah, but you had to be there when you saw your face. So it was it was worth every yeah. every moment right there. Fair. Fair. You know, I've never seen you guys use those cups I gave you. I actually use it all the time. It's in the dishwasher today. The coffee mug? I use it all the time. What are you talking about? The last recording we did, I had it. I use it all the time. Every day, actually. Well, not every day. Every other day. I put Timmy's in mine. Any other any other comments you want to bring in before we end this episode? The only other thing I was going to mention, uh, have you guys ever tried outsourcing your sales team? No. I've been pitched twice now in the last five years. Companies that want to do pure, strict, commission-only outsource sales. I would say yes. Their, but their commission take was too high. There was the problem. It didn't make sense. Basically, I'd be making no money and forfeiting all profits to them. Financially, I tried to explain to them, this doesn't make sense. Like I wouldn't pay a sales rep this much, but the concept was great. And if their numbers were 50% of what they wanted, then I would have been all over it. I was just curious if you guys tried that. Craig, have you been pitched that? Is that even exist in Bloomington? I, I do not believe so. I do like pizza though. That that works too. <laughs> Wait, what, what does pizza have to do with the topic? <laughs> Guys, I think that I think that's a wrap. Kevin, please take it from here. That's all for this episode of IT for Whiskey, a podcast by MSPs to help MSPs. Don't forget to spread the word, like, and subscribe at it4whiskey.com. Oh. Mm. Ah.
hamana 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 h